All right. Uh, so to commemorate your last day uh, officially in the athletic department, can I bring you some George's Crazy Wings or something to the game tonight? You know, kind of recognize you know, that. You can you can do that if you like. You know, the thing is, Estridge will probably broadcast partner Brian Estridge will probably double up most of them. Yeah, to I'd have to. Yeah, I'd have to keep them and hand them only to you. you. Know, That's true. You know that. You know that that would be great. But I think what would be better is to uh, to get a photo with you and the great Pat Nunley uh, here on the floor at the Ferrell Center because uh, you two are great guys, longtime friends. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us on ESPN Central Texas. That uh, exchange from a previous visit with our next guest, John Denton. Exchange sounds kind of uh, adversarial. It's not that at all. (laughs) It was a friendly conversation with John Denton, who joins us now. And welcome to you. And how are you doing today? Hey, doing well, doing well, uh, trying to study up on these, uh, these Baylor bears and, you know, praying that, uh, that Mike miles, uh, for the frogs might be, might be able to go tomorrow. We, we don't really know. He's been running around and shooting a little bit, but, but I don't know if he's going to be able to go. Meanwhile, y'all got everyday John back and I'm watching that game the other night and he's stepping out, hitting three shooting threes. Right. Good Lord. I mean, just, just in time for us. Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> he wanted to be ready for the frogs. What, what about Mike Miles? I mean, that is a big uh, question mark, I guess, in everyone's mind. He's been out. How long has he been out? And it was a knee injury. And, and what do you think his status is for tomorrow? Well, I, I think his status is a, is a definite maybe, which is an upgrade from what we've had. It happened two weeks ago, about three minutes into the game, at Mississippi State, he hyperextended it, but he went down right in front of Brian and I. Uh, we were at Mississippi State, and, I mean, he's writhing in pain, rolling on the floor, and I thought, that's an ACL, that's an MCL, mm. this is bad. Yeah. And fortunately, the uh, MRI showed no damage, everything's structurally fine. I think at this point, it's a, it's a how comfortable can he be and, you know, a pain management thing. But um, I, I think – we might see him a little bit tomorrow. Um, the guy who's quickly improving and played some of the other night at Kansas State is Eddie Eddie Lampkin. He's he's not a hundred percent, but he's he's getting close, and uh, that helps because um, you know with the with the athleticism, and then you you start adding everyday John back to the lineup for Baylor. Teams that have size have given the frogs some trouble, and it's it's happened here of late. I mean, we've been on the uh, what I call the farm school tour because we, we <laughs> were at Mississippi state and they had size. That was a problem. And Oklahoma state, they had some size that gave us some problems. Kansas state had some uh, size that gave us some problems. So I expect, um, you know, Eddie Lampkin is going to have to step up tomorrow for the frogs to, to even have a chance. And y'all played at least a couple of games, right? Without Lampkin and without miles. Right. Yeah. Right. We played, uh, the uh, Mississippi State game, Lampton tried to come back. And okay. he, he limped around and tried, but uh, he's he's played some the last two games. But um, the other night at Kansas State, he was just not himself. Uh, the the, the uh, ankle still bothering him some, and uh, it, it affected his play. He probably had the worst game he's had all year. Had a bunch of turnovers. He's one of the better 
passing big men, you know, probably in the in the league, if not the nation, and uh, just just was off the other night. So uh, frogs frogs have struggled without those two, and they need to get them back. And that's that's going to be uh, especially Miles is is the the one question mark. I don't think there's any doubt we'll see Eddie tomorrow, but you know, down the stretch here, the frogs uh, they've struggled, lost three of the last four, and need to get it going. Yeah, you're talking about a guy, Mike Miles, preseason player of the year, uh, second in the league in scoring uh, for the whole season, and just a real key. So that's, uh, you know, it'd be like taking, I don't know who it'd be, we wouldn't have one guy you could take out that would match Miles. It might be like taking Flagler and George out for Baylor. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's a huge, huge thing because, you know, not only are you taking 18 or 19 points off the book every game, but, you know, he has a, a speed component that uh, when you get him and Baugh and Emmanuel Miller running the floor, uh, it's almost unstoppable. You saw it in Waco last month, and, you know, it's continued. That's one area where the Frogs are really good is fast break points, best in the country at it. And uh, a lot of that has to do with Mike Miles and his ability to get up the floor so fast on the dribble. Yeah, we saw it firsthand. Uh, I don't know if you remember or not, but fast break points were twenty-three to two in favor of TCU. What, yeah. what, what do you? What stands out to you from that game? TCU coming from seventeen down to win. Well, I think it was just that. I mean, you know, they they got you know hit some shots early in the second half and got off to a good start, and then they got stops. I mean, you know, the fast breaks are coming off of defensive rebounds, and you know, at that point, that was uh, that was right when the frogs were really starting to play very well uh, and right in that stretch. I mean, you about a two week stretch there where they were great beat Kansas by 23 Allen field house. And that was kind of the start of it. And uh, the frogs came out of, out of the Ferrell center with a lot of confidence. And, and, you know, it was, it was all sparked by I think, good defense that, that uh, started fast breaks and the frogs were really good with outlet passes. And, and uh, you know, when they, when they play fast it's and you're good with the ball being fast, uh, it's, it's fun to watch. It's like a track meet. Yeah. I, I would say, and we'll see how it plays out tomorrow, but I know Baylor's defense is better now. Baylor's playing better defense than they did there in, during that stretch. That was part of that 0-3 start in conference play for Baylor. So uh, it, it's going to need to be for Baylor to uh, have a chance to win tomorrow. Well, I, I was impressed the other night. I mean, I, I think Baylor's – a lot different team than than what we saw back in January in, in Waco. They've they've continued to improve, and you know now you now y'all are you know almost back to to full power, which is a huge thing. And Chachua, I mean, I, I'm so happy for him. I mean, I think the whole league is happy for him after you know what is it almost exactly a yeah, year, like right out of year, sixty days. Yeah, you know? I mean, and you know what a good kid, and and you know glad to see him back. Um, I, I hope he's a good guest tomorrow at Schulmeyer Arena. But, but uh, we're we're happy to we're happy that he's back and and uh, you know it's a big challenge for the frogs. I mean, you know they've they've really kind of been taken out of their game. They're you know they slowed things down without Miles and and um, I mean that that hurts. If you can slow TCU down, then it's advantage Baylor because uh, you know the frogs. They play fast. They don't run a lot of sets. It's a lot of motion, and they look for the open shot. And, I mean, there's been some games this year where they really got off to a hot start and just kind of ran away with uh, from people. But, boy, I'll tell you, the uh, the last couple of weeks have, have been really tough. 
John Denton, our guest, TCU color analyst, long time for the Frogs, football and basketball. And uh, and I said other duties as assigned, John. That that uh, kind of goes without saying. But looking forward to the game tomorrow, Baylor and TCU, 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon from Fort Worth. Uh, is it uh, is it sold out up there, or we're hearing it's gonna it's a tough ticket? We're we're expecting uh, a sellout. I mean, it, it's you know it's just this has been an interesting schedule. Seems like you know every other game we haven't had back to back games at home since uh, league play started. So especially a home game on a weekend, uh, I fully expect uh, the student section. I mean, uh, student section has been great here of late, and they uh, the other night when played West Virginia. That's when we had the ice storm here and they had 5,000 students show up. Oh, wow. And they let them all in. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was quite the scene. And I, I fully expect tomorrow we'll see, uh, we'll see a full house there. It'll be loud and noisy. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but the deer that comes in, in the student section, what, what yeah. is, what's the significance of that? Well, the deer is an official member of the TCU band. Oh, and, okay. And, and has been, oh, I think that started back when I was in school. Oh, Somebody had a really? stuffed deer. Yeah. I don't think it's the same one, but uh, it, it's it been around a long time. And then uh, when Jamie Dixon came back, uh, came back to TCU as head coach, uh, the student section decided that they needed a giant Jamie Dixon that uh, right. is down there I've on that seen end. that, yeah. Uh, it's the end that Baylor will be shooting at in the second half. And uh, there's about three, it, it takes three or four students to operate that thing. Cause you've got, you've got the head that nods and the body that moves and the arms. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite the scene. Yeah. That, that student section right down there uh, near the Baylor bench is, uh, yeah, that's, that's a place you want to tread lightly, John. Yeah. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't go over there, whatever you do. Well, that's where our spot is. You set us up down there. So we won't get any closer than our radio spot. Um, what what uh, what are your thoughts about the announcement that came from the Big Twelve last night? You know, I, I think we all were expecting something. I mean, I, I got to tell you, Brett Yormark is a guy he doesn't let much you know grass grow under his feet. He's he's moving on. He's got his hit list, and I think I think it's good for the league to at least have some closure. I haven't I haven't read the uh, you know the details. I don't know that anybody's got all the details, but it sounds like it's kind of a convoluted buyout but you know i think it's good um now you know teams you know through football season next year teams like baylor and tcu can can take aim it'll kind of be like when arkansas left back yeah and uh, went through their deal in 1990 and everybody kind of had a turn you mm-hmm. know right and uh, i think that now uh gets the rest of the conferences ears up so to speak and you know they're they're all going to take their best shot uh sending them off in style so i think you know, with the four that are coming in, that's exciting. I think what this does is kind of light the fuse on further expansion of the league, and that that could be really impactful and really exciting. You know, they're kind of rattling the saber of Gonzaga coming in as a basketball member, and then I still think that there may be some some uh, Pac-10 teams coming our way. And you know, if that's if that's the four corners teams, you know, Utah, Colorado, and and the uh, Arizona teams that. That could be really, uh, really impact, really help the league from from a basketball and a football standpoint. Yeah, and I I don't know the schools obviously, but I think I think there's more to come, don't you? I, I think that uh, your mark is not going to be satisfied sitting at twelve teams. Oh no, no, he's I think he's going fourteen or or sixteen easily because I think 
you know, what he wants to do is, is, you know, improve the assets of the league and, you know, get, get the inventory up to where, you know, once he gets the expansion done and go back and redo a TV deal and, and get even more, yeah. even more money yeah. for 14 or 16 teams. I mean, I, I, I've been impressed with him. He's, he has uh, been a go-getter and, uh, the, the powers that be among the presidents and the ADs, they did, they did a great job with that hire. They got it right. Yeah, it's the way of the world these days. Uh, you better not stand pat or you get run over. So uh, change, change and flexibility is the key. Um, so heading down, we're in the second half of the conference schedule in basketball. Are you starting to count games yet or are you not to that point yet? No, I'm, 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 not, on, uh, I'm not on countdown just yet. I think probably – at the end of the month, when um, you know when it hits March the first, yep. then um, you know then I'll I'll probably start start thinking about it because um, you know really uh, I'm already starting to get uh, text messages and warnings from some of our broadcast colleagues of, about uh, some type of crucifixion that's going to take place at our uh, Big Twelve broadcasters. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know that I'm counting it down, but uh, there, there, there's a certain level of dread there. I don't know what uh, Brian Estridge and Tony Caridi and, you know, you know all the characters. No, no telling what they may have in store. Uh, that's that's kind of scary. So, But, no, it, it's, uh, yeah, we're kind of in the last, well, if things go really well, uh, then, you know, I'll, my last game will be uh, Monday night before the Masters. You know, I mean, we, we're trying to keep up with you guys at Baylor. And, I mean, yeah. we, need, we need to play for a national championship in basketball, but we've got to get well before we do that. But, well, yeah, I haven't, I haven't counted the games yet. But I need to look at that, though. That, we are getting down probably in single digits now as far as, uh, as uh, games remaining, even if you count the tournament. Tournament, games. yeah. Well, I'm not pushing for that. You understand that? Just asking and how, where, your, where your mind is right now. <laughs> And you talk about playing for a national championship. Uh, I think you guys just did that recently uh, in football. So you've been there. Uh, what a great way to end the football season to play in the CFP championship game. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite the experience. Not the not the night that we wanted, but you know the old saying. Uh, my old coach Jim Wacker used to have a saying that said, "When you lose, don't lose the lesson." And I think uh, I think TCU learned a lot about what a national championship team looks like from, from a size standpoint, especially uh, yeah. along the offensive and defensive line. And boy, howdy. I mean, I'm always an old school guy. That's always hollering for, you know, where's the tight end? Where's the right. tight end? I mean, <laughs> that was like the Mercedes Benz showroom of tight ends. at Georgia. Roll <laughs> right. I mean, they could all block and block with, with, I mean, they, they blocked. I mean, they've one play, they blocked our strong safety right into the bench area. Oh, I mean, gosh. it just it just looked like a bulldozer. Right. And uh, you know, I think uh, I think Sonny and the staff and the players they all learned a valuable lesson. But you know what a what a great run and uh, you know the win over Michigan was was epic. I'd probably put it up there as maybe the biggest win in school history based Huge. on what it you know the opportunity that it gave us. Yeah, yeah, great uh, great season uh, all the way around for TCU. All right, man, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, say hello to your offensive coordinator for me, and uh, yeah. we'll see you at the game tomorrow. Yeah, I will uh, I will do that and uh, make sure that uh, that Pat Nunley's got all of his uh, his Band-Aids and, you know, all that stuff that he travels with. Make sure he's, make sure he's well-equipped. Gotcha. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow see you afternoon. Then. Thank you. Bye.
John Denton, color analyst for TCU for another month or so, a little over a month, uh, as he is moving into a role as head of their collective, the Flying Tea Club. <laughs> Say that carefully. <laughs> right. Not the teacup. The Flying Tea Club. So uh, we're going to miss John as part of our what he was talking about on Tuesdays in Kansas City in uh, right before the Big 12 tournament begins. Uh-huh. We all come in early, as many as can, and have a nice dinner in Kansas City. And it's a working dinner. It's a working meeting because we really do talk about issues that come up over the course of the year, football and basketball and baseball and everything. But it is a lot of fun to get all everybody together in the same room. And I think – is John still on hold? No, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. I think it may turn into a roast this year for John Denton. Oh, nice. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so there will be uh, – it, it'll be memorable, I think. It'll be pretty fun. <laughs> so that'll be fun. That's the Tuesday before the Big 12 tournament begins in Kansas City.